I'm James Lauder, and you're listening to Legends of Tabletop. All right, so uh, when we left off, we discovered that somebody is killing a bunch of drug dealers and low-level criminals all around town. Somebody with uh, very expensive taste in clothing. And, uh, and then it cuts to commercial, and uh, d- don't eat Tide Pods, kids. Don't, don't eat Tide Pods. And then <laughs> Whatever. Public service announcement, and now back to the show. And the next scene is going to be Javier's scene. So we want to know... Uh, when it takes place, uh, who's there, where, where are you, and what's your intention? All right. Um, let's see. I think it's it's probably the next day. Uh, it's not super early in the morning. Um, he wakes up in the – so he's he's at Tio's. Uh, you know, he gets up in the morning, makes breakfast, feeds the chickens, goats, a lot of stuff. Um you know, wait to see if anybody comes around, if anybody needs anything, like, you know, try to make it sort of a normal day. He was, you know, thinking about everything last previous evening. Um, right about 11 o'clock, his thought is to transform into a raven. And okay, then... hang on, hang on. Hang on. Mm-hmm. I want to I want to get the setup questions answered Okay. before we start getting into the actual scene. All right. Uh, so, so I guess... If it works, we wind up uh, outside of the the hangout of uh, La Familia 13, and he wants to go and, you know, essentially be a fly on the wall to look in the windows, poke around, see what he hears. Okay. Okay. So, this, so we got a procedural scene coming up. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, have a, I have a quick question. No. Or it, yes, <laughs> it has to do with drama tokens. Uh, since we were just on that subject, can uh, can you use a drama token to alter someone else's scene, or does it have to be? Is it a scene that you have to be in? I'm consulting the rules. Yep. <laughs> just in case you think I'm just I like staring blankly at the camera. I probably could have done that. Dun, 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 I feel dun, foolish. I even have the rule book open in front of me. I could have done that myself. Slacker. I know. Why do you hate my scene already, Jesse? We just started. It's I don't hate it. Half. It's I a fine scene. It's a lovely I hate scene. You. Oh well. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> I can't about that, I guess. <laughs> but really, all along, he had just hated himself. <laughs> hey, look! Don't hate me because Venari doesn't like you. <laughs> I don't like Venari. So <laughs> I'm sorry. No, Kynock doesn't like Venari. Whatever. We don't want to get too. In the weeds on that one. Yeah, yeah. Kynock thinks that Vernari is a fine person. Oh, sure. Very <laughs> pliable. <laughs> is that like fine or fine? No. Yeah. <laughs> I think Kynock's just about as asexual as you can get. No, I, I think sure he has anything down there. Well, I'm, I'm sure he thinks I'm he's better than that. everybody. I'm not drawing that. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, you know what? I mean, not really, because what predis what, what precedes that is is a challenge. Okay. So, like, let's say you want to be in the scene, okay, and and you haven't been cast in the scene, but you just want to insert yourself. Um, you can go ahead and say you're in there. Yeah. Well, I but, don't even. I don't. Then, yeah. But then the other player. But then the other player can say, "No, no, I want to. I want to challenge that." Mm -hmm. And it's it's not until we find ourselves in that situation that we whip out the drama token. Right. So well, I don't first, even necessarily. First, a challenge would occur. Okay. Well, I, yeah, I don't even want to. I don't even want to actually put Manny in the scene. I just want to tweak a small detail of John's scene. Okay. Go ahead. Well, then you should just. Can I just? And if he, and if he yeah. likes it, he'll he'll okay. take it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, only well, I just just for for aesthetics and for um, for a kind of a continuity and b aesthetic wise, I think it would be cooler if it happened like that night. A because ravens in nighttime are cool, and also b because uh, it, there seem to at least for the first few episodes seem to be like the day to day to day type of aspect. That was all. I'm I'm okay with that. So so then we can, so so then the the intent is to wind up outside the, and that probably makes more sense because they're probably outside at night doing shit, right? Um, which is why I didn't want to go too early in the morning. So so that that's the stated goal is to is to shape shift, go to the to their hangout, and then see what sort of information he can glean not only from listening, but then also like you know peeking in the windows. See if you could see where Tio is, maybe, you know, that sort of stuff. Count guys, how many people are out here, you know, that sort of stuff. So, like, if we're gonna go in gangbusters, I've, you know, I've got information. You know? Yeah, you're you're doing recon. So, what I mean, the most important thing that's gonna happen here is that you're gonna do this transformation role, I imagine. Yep. Right, and that's the and this is a procedural scene. So, everything else about the scene is like descriptive. Flavor stuff. Uh, flavor, because we do want to know. I'm curious what it, what what you have to do, what it looks like when you do this, and then you know I'll also describe you know what you what you see, and that'll probably be on the other end of the roll. Sure, sure. All right, so I guess maybe what we start then is if it's if it's in the evening, uh, you know, Tio's not there, so he goes, you know, to the grave of his grandmother, and you know he spends some time there. You know, he lights candles. He does the whole thing. Um, you know, talks to her. You know, you know, it's kind of like talking to him, talking to her, but kind of like running it through his head. You know, everything that's going on. Um, and then he goes home. He goes back to to, to Tio's. You know, he, he strips strips his clothes off. Um, I don't know. Yeah, maybe he's got like, um, you know, like an oil or like an herbal. Uh, you know, sort of like a, I want to say liniment, like I'm a hundred years old, but like some kind of like poultice or something that he puts on to assist in the transformation then. Okay. Uh, so, so he's does all that. Um, you know, so he's, he's, you know, in the yard kind of like, you know, rubbing himself down and then, uh, yard or you just like out in the desert? Uh, it's by the house. So, you know, because he has to get naked, so he's not wandering around. Okay. Um, so he's he's. I mean, they're ostensibly in the desert because they're kind of like off, sort of all on their own a little bit. Um, 
Well, like he's, you know, like say he's out in so the there's some distance between, like how far between this house and the next house? Oh, uh, I don't think anybody's like super close to them. Um, okay. A hundred yards, maybe in either direction. All right. I think 50 yards. Like I, there's, there's nobody, it's not like track housing where people are like super on top of each other. Like they've got a bit of desert that's kind of their own. Yeah, and in the in the poorer parts of this neighborhood, there are like shack like houses that share walls and shit like that. But yeah, this, yeah. this ain't that. This isn't that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, so we put two linemen on, and then uh, I guess I make the roll, <laughs> see if it's gonna work or not. Yeah, when you transform into an animal, you're gonna spend one point of poder. Mm-hmm. You're gonna roll and add major. Now, if you want to burn another point of poder, you can. Add a die and take the highest. Also, if you want to uh, spend your magia skill, you could check that box. That would also give you another die and take the highest. And then what happens if you spend? I, I know you said earlier, and I don't remember now. Uh, if you if you burn one of your abilities, basically you need to recharge it later. So you need to do a, a scene where uh, we see what you do to sort of like chill out and recharge. Okay, I, I, I will do that. Because uh, okay. I don't want to burn my other uh, point of foot air. Okay, so we're gonna uh, we're gonna spend magia then. Yep. All right, you're gonna roll two dice. You're gonna add your magia bonus. All right. I think I probably should have done this for the astral travel too, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> okay. Oh fuck. Uh, so I got to take the highest one. Yeah, I got a five total. I rolled a one and a two. <laughs> All right, uh, you can feel it. This transformation is not going to last long. It's it's going to be, I'm going to go ahead and say 1D, six minutes, but this is what you know. It's going to be like, you know, less than 10 minutes. So you don't have a whole lot of time. Uh, you fly to, uh, it is a it is a warehouse. It, it's kind of well known where, where Casper's headquarters is. It's not all that well hidden. Um, and there are places uh, in the, in the roof where it's like a, like a plexiglass and down underneath they're, they're growing weed. So it's like a sunroof kind of a thing. So you can look through in several places and you hop around a little bit until you find one where you actually do see Tio Martin. And he's, <laughs> he is, uh, he's talking with Casper. Casper is uh, kneeling down and he looks like he's starting to lose patience with this old man. Uh, Martin is kneeling in front of, it looks like he's built a small ofrenda next to a cot where some of his belongings have been stowed. And uh, so he's he's doing his own little ritual. And uh, I don't know, it, you can't hear what they're saying, but if you were forced to guess, Casper wants him to get back to work. Yeah, okay. Um, is there anybody like... He doesn't seem threatening or anything, but he seems like Casper's losing patience. Right. Yeah. I, I have you here to make drugs for me. You should be making drugs for me. Yeah. You take a break when I tell you to take a break kind of thing. Um, is there anybody, you know, is there like a yard, you know, with like a fucking 50 gallon drum, you know, like an, uh, a trash can fire kind of, is there any of that stuff going on where you can hear I, anything outside or you know what, whatever makes sense for there to be, go ahead and say it. If I have a problem, I'll challenge it. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so he looks at, so he's like, all right, I know where they're at. You know, I know where he's being held at. Uh, you know, he looks okay. I guess like he doesn't see like his, 
clothes aren't torn or anything like that. So it looks like they're not, you know, abusing them or, you know, he's not chained to anything or, you know, any of that kind of stuff. So he, you know, yeah, kind of, he, he looks good. Um, yeah. I'm going to say he looks sad. Okay. All right. So, uh, so he files that away and he's, you know, sort of looks down, you know, so if it's a, a warehouse and I say like, you know, the, there's a parking lot out front, but then there's like a dirt lot sort of out back behind, you know, like a, you know, a six foot fence. And oh, then and there are people sitting in cars on every side of this building. Hmm. Okay. You know, there, if you, if you don't look for them, you might not see them, but there are people watching every side of this building. Okay. And I guess he sees it cause he's up top. Right. So he's, he's like hopping around. And he does well, the- yeah. You're a bird. Nobody's paying attention to you. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, there's people outside and they're, you know, they're drinking and, you know, doing drugs and then you know whatever it is that they do like outside there's a fire going um yeah it is a party night so i'm gonna say that uh, the warehouse is probably like minimally staffed right now they've got just enough for basic security casper's inside with Tio. not a whole lot of other people right now okay so if there's you know so like say maybe a half a dozen people outside yeah so he he you know kind of like swoops down you know, lands on the fence, kind of like in a shadow, you know, where the way the flames are. I'm sure they've got like spotlights and shit, and, like nobody's sneaking up on them or anything. But, you know, he, he kind of like hops down on the fence into like a shadowed corner and just, you know, waits a minute or two just to get, get, you know, kind of the tenor of the conversation to see if, and, you know, just to see what they're talking about, see if Tio's name comes up or like, hey, you know, you know. How far away are they and what's between you and them? Uh, I'd say the yard's probably open, right? So he's just sitting on the fence. Um, if if they're sort of grouped in one area, he would kind of try to be in that area because he doesn't think that they would really bother with a cur- you know, with a raven at all. You know, if the bird just kind of like swooped down and sort of landed and you know, kind of cocked its head or whatever, that they wouldn't necessarily pay any attention to that. So he's he's pretty close, ten feet maybe. Like he's not right behind them, but you know, kind of like off to the side. Okay, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you to make a sneaking roll. Okay, I don't have that, so. So that's just gonna be a straight D6. Now you can go ahead and burn sneaking, or you can spend a point of poder. Uh, man. Now, what happens if you burn an ability that you don't have a point in? Uh, any ability can be burned, but you're still going to have to do something to refresh later. Your next scene will be a refresh scene. Right. But what kind of does he get any kind of bonus to it, or is it just? No, it just gives what well, gives you another die. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm I'm just going to make the straight rolls. We'll see what happens. Okay, roll high, bro. I got a five. Okay, the reason I had you make that roll is because your transformation only lasted one minute. So you are sitting on the fence as a raven, and you hear these two having a conversation. They're actually talking about what's going on inside because uh, they're going, man, Casper's getting grumpy. You could just tell he wants to smack that old man. Oh, yeah, but that old man is the golden goose. He's the one that's going to make all the fucking money. Casper ain't going to treat him bad. And he's like, you should have heard that shit, man. (laughs) Casper was like, I don't have to be nice to you. (laughs) It was pretty amazing, man. And the old man is like, look, I could just walk out of here. And Casper's like, you can't walk out of here because you're already dead. 
And the old man, well, he shut up at that point. Because, you know, that's what, uh, that's what Casper told Cisco. Just then, you turn into a human. But you, you succeeded well enough in your role that you fall on the outside of the fence. <laughs> they both look up. What was that? There's a oh, naked scream. <laughs> All right. What do you do? Um, he just, he hears them, you know, shout or whatever. And he's like, fuck. And he just, you know, makes a beeline, you know, kind of behind the next building and sort of like out and, and just tries to, you know, put as much distance between him and them. Cause they're behind the fence. The guys are in the car. He figures he's got a couple of minutes to sort of like beat feet. And, you know, try to find an alley or something. Okay, so you just take off down an alley around the nearest building, trying to put distance and obstacles between you and them. And as you're shooting off down the down the street, we hear the one dude turn to the other dude and go, was that a naked dude? <laughs> okay, I think that's the end of that scene. Um, did you get what you came for? Uh, yeah, I think so. I, I know that the T.O. is being held there. Seems like he's okay for all intents and purposes, and you know he he knows now that you know Casper's probably not going to let him go. Cool. So look at that. I got a drama token. <laughs> oh wait, you know what? It's not even that. And I'm sorry. I get it from you. Okay. There we go. Okay. Next scene. It is Manny. Okay. All right, where are we going? When are we? Who's there? And what does somebody want? I believe that. Hmm. All right. I had. Well, I had an idea, but then it just. I, when you said, "What does somebody want?" Well, there's got to be an intent of some kind. If it's a dramatic I, scene, then I, it's yeah. something somebody wants from someone. Right. If it's a procedural okay. scene, then it's something they want to accomplish. Yes. Well, it, the only reason I said that is because I know that I had I had an idea for something that Manny wanted, but then you all of a sudden said someone, and it brought up the possibility of a third party wanting something from Manny. But, yeah, it could be. You can you can force somebody else. You go, I, yeah, this scene is between me and him, and uh, he wants my money. You know, and I'm not, if the other yeah. guy challenges it, then he challenges it. But if not, then yeah, it is about yeah, that. I, you know, I think I'm going to turn this into more of a procedural scene. And I'm going to go with my original idea, and then if you know, if the the second idea that I have could, if it if it ends up rolling out, could play out in the next episode, I think that would be a little bit better to stretch it out, uh, stretch out the sub story. All right, now I'm uh, curious. So all right, so yeah, the uh, so I'm going to go with my original idea. So. Uh, this is going to take place uh, later on the evening after sunset or like right in like the, the twilight area, uh, right when the, the veil is at its thinnest. Uh, Manny has already gone home, fed his abu- abuela, uh, done everything he needs to there and come back to the cemetery to his uh, a friend. So this is later than... Javier on the fence. It's probably happening about the same time because you went. Oh, you know, then, can I can I interrupt you for a second? Yes, I just want to do some quick retcon. Um, yep. John, Javier on the fence. There's another thing that you noticed when you were up there, and that is that there are a couple little, um, 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 like street corner shrines 
next to the building. There are four of them that were not there yesterday. Hmm. Uh, that means four members of this gang have died within the last 24 hours. That's something else you learned. And now back to Manny. Okay. All right. So, yeah, uh, it'll probably be happening right around the same time as Javier's thing is happening. Um, and so he, uh, yeah, it's, he's going back to, back to the ofrenda. Um, and what he want, what I want him to get out of the situation is some kind of direction. Uh, he, Who's in this scene with you? Uh, him and whoever ends up showing up after what I'm about to do. He is going to attempt you to... You intrigue me, sir. He is going to attempt to commune. He is, go, uh, he is going to attempt to commune with the spirits. And he will... Uh, he's never actually tried this before because he's been afraid. Uh, he is going to uh, actually try to uh, to single out his mother. He hasn't, he hasn't, he's never actually tried to talk to her since she died. Uh, and so seeing his brother the way he is now, and he wants either, he, he wants either to, for her to say like, forget about it. He's chosen his path or like take responsibility for things. Balancing on his freedom versus responsibility uh, uh, polls. You, you want your mother to tell you whether to choose freedom or responsibility? Is it, yes. Do you, do you think that your mother might actually say freedom over responsibility? That's a, I think that's why he's choosing his mother. <laughs> he, he wants the freedom, uh, but he kind of almost wants somebody to nudge him to do something about his brother. It's it's that I don't you know how have you ever had two things to to pick in a store and so you almost you flip a coin over it and even if if you get if you really that's how you figure out you really know what you want like if the coin lands heads it feels good about you the decision that's what you actually wanted I, I wish I had flip could flip it again exactly <laughs> yeah yeah and so yeah he I think consciously he wants to choose like just let the fucker go and die but subconsciously he wants somebody to kick him in the ass and push him to to forgive and help what does it look like when you do this ritual um so he has uh now that it's nighttime and he's uh he's lit a bunch of um santa muerta candles he has a bunch of black and bone candles lined up on the uh on the ofrenda now and he uh he kind of holds loosely you're the, at the cemetery uh, yes at the cemetery yep he uh he has a santa muerta uh charm on a chain that he's been that uh was handed to handed down to him by his uh abuelita uh and it's made of like this this shiny black stone uh and so he kind of puts his hand over that and he closes his eyes and there's almost this um this sub like hypersonic ring that that encompasses like this the short area around him and i can imagine almost like 
the spirits like in his mind like begin to kind of flicker in and out as he starts to to kind of reach kind of almost like uh like professor x in the uh in the whatchamacallit <laughs> when he's in that big dome thing in the movies and he's trying to find a specific mutant <laughs> he probably okay. he sees you, like yeah Go you ahead. see you see spirits um approaching and sometimes touching the there's a rough circular barrier of energy that only you can see um looking in at you and then mostly looking away sometimes staying to watch you with a little bit of curiosity but mostly they're checking to see if you're someone they're interested in mm -hmm. just as much as you're checking to see if there's someone you're interested in i can imagine too this is the only time where they like spirits usually just wander about not really realize unless they get really close to him not realizing he has a connection with the other side so they, for the most part, ignore him un unless he actually does this. Yeah. yeah, because you know it's like strangers on the street. You know, they you're not even there. You're right. You you're not really part of their awareness. But mm. um, tonight, the you know the veil between the two worlds is open, and they're all around you. Mm -hmm. You're like surrounded by these wisps of energy that come and go. This weird blue effect. It's you know, CG expensive CGI effect. <laughs> and also look like shit. That's <laughs> you look like shit? No, hopefully it's expensive CGI or this scene will look like shit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we spare no expense. <laughs> so okay, so we see you there. We've got the, the scene, the ofrenda, you're you're burning incenses and the sphere of energy is swirling around you with the ghosts the dead looking in let's see that roll remember right. that if you want to burn the skill you can do that if you want to spend put air you can do that these will give yep. you extra dice yeah so i think i'm gonna so i'm gonna end up spending i'm gonna burn uh magia so i'm gonna use my espiritualismo okay, and you're pushing yourself to your ultimate limit here yep. so i'm gonna go ahead and spend that i'm gonna roll two and that is oh double sixes nice so that's nine. You're adding major to that. You're absolutely higher than six. Mm -hmm. You get to ask one question to me, which these spirits will answer truthfully. And you rolled so freaking high. I'm going to add something else on top of that. But uh, so, yeah, he he attempts to to commune. He attempts to call on his mother and he just he closes his eyes and thinks of her. You know, tries to picture as best as he can of when he was a little, when he was a kid, and um, I, I imagine he actually does say it out loud too, because you know that he doesn't quite know how this works entirely, but uh, but he he asks uh, if Alex is worth saving. You see your mother approach from the other side of the sphere, and she looks really, really sad. Uh, she has heard your question. She, you know your mother well enough to know that she doesn't want to speak the answer out loud because the answer is that this is Alex's own decision. You know that uh, if you were to try to force him somehow to clean up his act, clean up his room, he would rebel even harder. And the only way... And your mother tells you this without saying a word, 
but for the sake of the TV watchers at home, there would be a kind female voice speaking in whispering tones. Because what you recognize just looking in her eyes uh, is that in order for him to make that decision without resenting you, he would have to come to it himself. And she's very sad. And this is not about your responsibility to your brother. You have a responsibility to your family who remain responsible to you. You have a responsibility to the community around you, which you may not have noticed is starting to go to hell. And then it's over and she's gone. And there's a man standing where she was. He's a older gentleman smoking a pipe. It's got a really weird aroma. Um, here he is. And he's looking down, takes a hit off his pipe, and he says, you know, that's some rare talent you have. Not everyone can call the spirit they wish to see. Most people get the spirit they deserve. Have, hey. you, ever considered, have you ever considered entering the other side yourself? And so Manny, you know, for the brief moment, eyes are still closed, and he actually, like, reaches up and, like, wipes the tear away from his face and then opens his eyes and hears the voice and looks up and kind of almost like jumps, jumps back slightly uh, caught off guard by this. And yes, I'd, I'd like to, I'd like to think that, that I did deserve that. And then he catches the second part of what the guy said. And how aware would Manny be of the potential of crossing is that like is that just kind of i guess we were we were, we were talking in in the after show of last episode of uh like what's uh what's taken is like literal happening and what's kind of myth almost so how like oh it's taken as literal it's all right so he is so he would be aware that people do this and that it is a possible it's an actual possibility for sure in fact you probably know you know if not the details you know in general that's the sort of the focus of of javier's whole art okay all right cool um and so oh perfect all right so yeah he'll uh he'll kind of start to stand up now and he catches the second part of that and he he almost laughs he's like, uh uh, sorry that, uh, sorry, man. That's not, that's not my thing. That's, I leave that up. That's the, that's the shaman. And that's, that's, that's their shtick. That's, I don't want to, that's not, I'm not going to touch that. He blows a smoke ring and then blows another smoke ring through it. And then he looks straight at you and his, his eyes are sort of mesmerizing. There's something magical about his eyes he says you think you are given that talent for no good reason you are not one of them i can see you from a mile away i could feel the spell that you worked that power comes from within you you are not a man you are a warrior why do you not behave like a warrior i'm no warrior i'm i'm just i'm just a kid trying to get this done let's see you know what? Thanks a lot for ruining this. I just, you're, yeah. You know what? You go, you go be a warrior. You go fight a fight. No. <laughs> no. That's, 
he uh, to he, try to pack up some stuff while this guy's here. He he knocks his pipe out on a nearby tombstone. Mm-hmm. He uh, gets up and puts the item away. He's smiling. Uh, he says, "Yes, yes, you do not understand. You do have much to learn." My name is Miguel, and we will meet again. I live, he sort of gestures toward the foothills, out there. But you'll find me when it's important. Does that area have any significance? Well, he he was sort of nodding, I mean, off in the direction of the Cave of the Shining Lady, but you don't know how far his nod was intended to go. And you look off into the distance to consider that, and you could have sworn you just saw a little flash of light from up in the hills somewhere. And then you look at him and he's gone. And so, yeah, so he'll turn to that and he'll turn back and go, listen, old man, and the guy's gone. He's like, um, yeah. And he'll, he'll, he'll just shake it off and he'll just, he'll chalk it up to a, another random spirit that he, you know, they, he didn't, he didn't look like a spirit. He didn't have the tip, but maybe that's, maybe the guy just died yesterday. And he still looks kind of human, or you know, he's he, he's just crossing the veil. Maybe I mean, there's a lot that he still doesn't know. So, um, I know pretty yeah, but, no uh, the case. Uh, <laughs> That's <laughs> okay. But do I need to make you make a roll? We can because uh, roll and add major. Just one die. Sure. Uh oh, another six. So six. Yeah, you. You can try to lie to yourself. <laughs> um, that was not a spirit, mm-hmm. but that was also not a normal man. Shit. That was a fucking wizard. A what? <laughs> that was a brujo of tremendous power. Oh, okay. I will put in my notes, uh, fucking wizard. That's, yep, that's happening. All right. And yeah, he'll, yeah. He is Miguel of the desert. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think end, end scene of uh, Manny turns back to the Afrenda and blows out the candles. And there's the big puff of cloud smoke that the scene disappears into. All right. So did you get some sort of emotional concession from your mother? Uh, yes. Yes, I actually think so. Yes, and then some. I think that he uh, he got uh, he got the concession of his his brother's a lost soul now, and there's really nothing he can do about it. Um, but his, I think now his his anger has turned from his brother to whomever has put his brother into this position. Uh huh. Well, that makes sense. And so the drama token is going from you to me. Mm-hmm. And look at that! See, the first ep- first episode, people start gathering them up. Second episode, they start shifting hands. People start spending them. Okay, and that means it's time for scene number three, which of course is Filippo. Oh boy, and we got a doozy for this one. Okay, so you want to tell me, tell us, <laughs> All right, so- where are we? When are we? Who's there? And what does somebody want? So I'm going to say through uh, the last day and through today, if Filippo's stuck to working his network, we can make the whatever role for 
doesn't he get a role for doing his jobs? You know what? We were supposed to do that last scene, and we absolutely should do that now. Let's do that right now. Uh, what is it? One d six. It is unless you feel like uh, burning it or spending poder. One d six and add your for you. It's sleight of hand. Yeah, which is a three, I believe. All right. So I rolled a five. That gets an eight. Okay. So both of your um, criminal rackets have been doing well. Uh, which means you get two monies. Yay, monies. All right. Um, so through his surveillance and buying secrets and uh, setting up deals over the last day and a half, he has noticed a strange trend in people dying, uh, more abnormally so in the city. Somebody was out last night killing a bunch of people. Not that he knows that, but uh, he sees the end results, and it's uh, a little much for him. So uh, this scene is... He is going to find. Is is Cisco still in town? By the way, it's just the next day. Yeah, unless. Yeah. Well, you tell me when it is. Actually, well, I was gonna. I thought we'd move forward to the third day. All right, there you go. It's day three. It's All Souls Day, October two. So he is uh, going to set up a time where he knows that he can meet with Cisco without it uh, meeting Cisco on his terms and turf as he he has three goals in this scene the first goal is a general haven't seen you in years old friend i'm blah 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 uh the second goal is to try to see if cisco knows if someone else is operating in town and why gangsters are dying in more frequent numbers and three subtly he's trying to See if he can dig up info on these uh, cigarettes, these special cigarettes that are going around. All right. I'm not sure where Cisco would be or what he'd be doing where he'd meet him, though. That's a that's that's kind of a tall order, but you have already established that you have a, a connection in the past. Um, let me see here. I, you know what? I'm going to ask for a procedural role right off the bat because you do have this skill. I know people. You said yourself it had been years, so let's do an I know people role, and that will give us the answer on uh, if or how to get in direct contact, or how direct. All right, let me see if I remember this in the book. Okay, so this is, you want to know something about someone important. You want to know how to contact Cisco directly. Yeah. So, so this is a role plus talking. All right. So again, if you want, you can burn your talking uh, people, right? Or you can spend a point of poder. Either way, you get another die. All right, talking to, and I know people at a d6. Ask three of the questions below. Oh come on. Uh, six. That's okay. Talking to, so that'd be an eight. Nice. Yeah, you get to ask. Have you got the list in front of you? Yeah. The, let's see. Cool. So you can ask me three of these questions, and I must answer. How can I? Well, how can I get to them physically? I don't think is the question. <laughs> like, how do I physically find him and sit down for a talk? Is the main question he's after. Yeah, and that's how could I get to? Not where is he at? So yeah, it's, um, you do know some people who are currently working for him and could 
get you a meeting out there at the airport. Okay. That's what he sets up. All right. So it's, uh, let's say it's just afternoon, October 2nd, because now you've given him the control. He gets to say when. Yes. <laughs> so it is 1 p.m. October 2nd, and you have an appointment at the airport. You have 30 minutes of his time, and that's because he's generous. You're, uh, you're an old friend. Oh, yeah. That's, I think that's more than enough time. <laughs> so he'll, they'll show up promptly, uh, early at least. All right. You're met by a number of armed guards. You're uh, told to wait outside for a while. You're allowed to sit in your car. He waits um, patiently. He does, uh, he does not come to the door. Instead, he sends one of his lieutenants out to bring you in. You are patted down, not roughly, but thoroughly, before you're allowed to enter the hangar, where at the very far end, there is a fine oak desk and a couple expensive chairs. He's got a box of cigars and a bottle of brandy. It's got a nice rug on the floor, so he's turned the corner of this hangar into his little luxurious office space, <clears throat> just like, you know, 15 or 20 feet square. Right. Um, little bit of luxury. He's smoking a cigar. He gestures toward the, toward the chair. Let me see. I think I have a picture. Of him. Anything you want to add to this scene? Uh, I didn't, um, I didn't ask a bunch of questions uh, with the, I know people with the history of the character. What is something that he knows that Cisco enjoys as a gift that he could bring to? Oh my God! Okay, so here's Cisco. He's a handsome fellow. Yeah, he is. He lives a luxurious lifestyle. Now he's not dressed like this right now, but when he's at home, he does dress like this. Oh wow! Mm. Okay, so right now he's in a, a dark Italian business suit. Come sit down, my friend. Ah, it's good to see you. I've not seen you in so many years. Well, fine cigars, good wine, or good alcohol. People come and go from your life, but those those who are important, they stick around. They generally stick around. Oh, I know. I've tried to retire, but you know, you never truly retire. It's like, (laughs) come have a drink. Let's go to the retirement that will never come. <laughs> he take goes for a glass and uh, cheers him. Gives a, a um, oh like a toast in Italian. Or he gives a toast in uh, whatever Cisco's preferred language is. Oh, it's Spanish. So, you've been here for some time. I am not yet, uh, how do you say, acquainted with Andre Lugares, but I am becoming so. The reason I was so interested in uh, taking this appointment with you, well, first, let's face it, there's no one who calls a meeting who doesn't have a reason. But we will get to your reason. First, here's mine. If I know you, you have your pulse on the subcurrent of Entre Lugares. You know how the underground works, who the players are. Who runs what games? No? Oh, absolutely. I have secrets. Knowledge that I wish to have. This is knowledge that I need. I'm sure you can help an old friend, no? Absolutely. Name a thing and I will help you find it. Very good. We can get to details later. This is nice catching up, is it not? 
Yes, yes, I heard you were at my play two days ago. I, they said you were in the audience. I got the peak of you, but I, you know how it is with those events. You have so many things you have to do to keep the show running. Honestly, Filippo, it surprised me that you were in this town. But of course, when I learned you were putting on the presentation of Don Juan, I had to come see. Ah, did you like it? Did you enjoy it? I enjoyed it very much. You have a fine cast of actors there. Many, many college students, they have the fire, you know, when they're young. They burn very brightly for the roles. Ah, he lights a cigar. Cigar? Ah, yes. It's finest cigars. Oh, this is the finest guitar, cigar, guitar, yeah. It's the finest cigar you've ever seen. Oh, we don't get these here very often. Oh, well, you know, I have friends in high and low places. Oh, and that's very literally. Requests for quite a few more of these from your friends someday. <laughs> uh, and so uh, for a little while, you guys chit-chat about people you have in common and... Uh, fill each other in very, very vaguely on the high points of your career since you've last uh, spoke. Um, but eventually it comes to the point and the cigars are getting a little bit lower. And he says, uh, I recall uh, there was something that brought you here. Something that you wanted to know. <sighs> There's lots of things going on in this town. It's like being uh, like a teacher and all the students want to fight with each other. They draw lines in the sand, and they're all claiming turf and fighting over squabbling over blocks. Um, there's quite a few things going on that I wish to talk to you. One, I was curious, well, what brings you up here yourself? Usually you operate, you know, remotely. You have other fingers in pies, so to speak. I'm setting up a new operation. Ah. We run right here in Antrilugaris. Because I have noticed this place lately. I had never heard of it before, but it has become popular with uh, the tourists, the gringos. They bring their dollars here. They also bring their interests and their habits. They're willing to spend that money that they have. I am here to take that money. Well, the operation is expanding into Antrilagaris, but I need to find the right people, people who I can depend on. Well, you can always depend on me, you know, and I would be more than happy to offer my services. But he taps his cane and, and sort of motions to his, uh, his hip. That He has sort of a limp when he walks, and he says, but the physical action of getting involved has left me weary to go back to the old games and cons. Mostly, I keep the peace between the different tribes here. Do not worry about that, my friend. I would not ask for an old wolf like you to run with the young packs that I need out on the street. No, no, no. For you, let's say, uh, consultant, advisor, these are the roles I have in mind worthy of a man of your esteem. I am at your disposal. Very well, then. We should work together fabulously. Listen, what I need is to know everything you know about who controls the drug traffic in this town. I'll give you a head start. I know that we have La Familia Trece. I know that we have uh, Eques Blanco. Mm. And the Blanco have kept quietly to themselves, so they are a sort of mystery player, but the familia is very upfront about what they do. 
Here is my problem. La Familia does not wish to see things my way. This Casper fellow, he is a problem. He needs to be removed. I see. I have tried speaking with him directly. That brings me to one of the questions I had when I'd come here originally. There's been a large number of people killed in the last two days, and that's why I'd come to see if perhaps that was your doing. Are you concerned about those scum? No. No, I just wish to know what hands pull the strings. Well, I told you, I tried I tried to speak with Caspar directly. As I thought, as I thought. Uh, well, he tells me lies. He swears he is not the man running the, the marijuana, the cocaine. I know for certain he is the man. Who does he think I am? Some dumb cop? Now, now uh, meta above game, like, is, is Casper the one running those things? Yes. Okay. Who knows that? Does... Yeah, he also does, like, uh, prescription drugs, over-the-counter kind of shit, and he also does, like, Oxycontin and stuff that's harder to get. It's, like, made in Mexico, and he sells it up here on the street. Got it. Uh, it's probably where the source of the shit that you sell to Manny. And as a as a plug, NBC has a great show called uh, The Good Girls, which essentially deals with this, with running pills through cars by putting them in the uh, the um, the airbag. So they fill where the internal part of the airbag is with pills, oh. and that's how they smuggle it. Interesting. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, so there's that connection. Okay, yeah. No, he tells them, you know, these young people with their groups are so ambitious. They think they can bite off so much more than they can choose. But we all know that no matter what size mafias or uh, familias or uh, gangs or whatever, what's the what's Spanish word for gang? Anyways, he says, uh, it just says, or la bandas. It says, you know, bandas, uh, mafias. They think that. They can take on cartels, but we know who is the top dog in the kennel. Well, he believes he can. Much easier. It is always much easier when I can uh, simply take an entire operation and move it in lock, stock, and barrel. Simply uh, under new management, as the case may be, working for me. This boy, and I do mean boy. Dares to lie to my face. So, a message had to be sent. Those are La Familia, those scum, who now are pushing up daisies on the other side. And the killing will continue until Casper sees to have the meeting I demanded. So he has rebuked your request. Hmm. He has lied to my face. Well, he has lied to my lieutenant's face. He swears that he is not the one behind the drug operations in town, and yet I have heard from you directly. There oh. was no one but Eques Blanco and La Familia 13. Is that not true? Well, everybody tries, but the two major players in town right. are the, and, and above game. Hard. Hang on. Listen to this question. What I need to know is, if there's no other player in town, who makes these... Cigarettes they call the little smoke. Ah, so that's what you're after. You're after the source of the cigarettes. And you know it? 
I have seen the cigarettes. They are a curiosity I have not indulged in. I do not know what they do or what they are, but the thing is, I'm curious what they are in myself because I have seen them pass hands in town. Do you know the full effect of these cigarettes? These cigarettes are very popular. That's the effect that I know. <laughs> Business as always. Well, my sources believe that they come from one of the, uh, oh God, what's the word? Shaman? Yeah. He says, he basically tells him the, the shaman. He says, they believe it's, it's magic or shamanism and there's uh, brujas involved and, you know, all of that sort of stuff. They believe very deeply in it. But those people are the keepers of the plants, which I believe is what are in these sweet smoke. Well, I can take care of Casper. I have my own lieutenants to fight with his and the war on the street will continue until right. either Mr. Casper is on the other side himself or he sees fit to join his operation in underneath mine. But what you are telling me is that I will still not have in my hands the source of this little smoke. Mm. Something I very much wish. And so you see my dilemma. Am I wasting my time going after Caspar? Is La no. Familia Frense not where I wish to be seeking? No. Um, I will be honest with you. We have years of connections back in the day. The truth is, is that the person responsible for these sweet smoke is not somebody who wants to be in the business of making these sweet smoke. And uh, I have other interests who have told me that they wish to get him out of the process. But if you were to take over Casper, which is these things happen, you would take him to make him continue this service. Am I correct? And I, you I'm, would I'm a little unclear on what the offer is. No, he's, he's, he's saying you you're, you would continue the shaman making these sweet smokes. You, you're looking to get the person who creates these and to utilize them for yourself, yes? There's a very strange look on his face. His lips grow very tense. There's sort of a, a held back sort of a anger and uh, um, um, maybe disgust, maybe regret. Something very strange is happening on his face right now. He takes a deep breath through his nostrils and sighs. Casper, we'll have what you seek. Um, go ahead and roll plus... Hmm. I'm going to call this knowing. Yeah. Uh, moving, talking, slight... No, knowing. I have a knowing one. All right. Make a roll with a one. Oh, seven. Jeez, these things are rolling blocks, guys. All right, a seven. That was a six plus one? You noticed the exact timing of that weird expression that crossed his face. It was just after you said the word shaman. That was a trigger. Okay. It tells him, I am, I am sorry to intrude in this direction, but Casper has a man who grows the sweet smoke, and the family members of that man wish to pull him out and get him away from Casper. If you take down Casper, you will find the person you were looking for, who makes the sweet smoke, but he is very, from what I hear, resistant. I believe you have told me what I was afraid I would hear. I thank you, my friend. You have 
verified the information that my foot soldiers have given me and given me a little bit more to think about. I hope that you have received all you wish from this visit, for I must welcome my next appointment. Understandably, and as you know, I wish to protect people. My purpose was to find a way to protect the shaman, but I will put myself at your services and whatever outcome you wish, I will help facilitate. One thing, this shaman, he means something to you? Call it uh, the weakness of my humanity. He is held against his will to do things that he does not wish to do. And I have people who I am in business relations with who wish to see him rescued from that life. But uh, you do not understand, and I cannot expect you to understand. Nor must you, for my next appointment is coming. Of course. But uh, I do thank you. You have given me much to think about, and I hope there is some way this can be resolved without you losing a friend. Friends come and go, and as such, I shall take my leave. Send anyone by for any further things you need, and I shall help you. Uh, he is already getting up and walking you toward the door, shaking your hand, thanking you one more time, and assuring you that uh, we will remain in touch. He uh, still has that look of kind of like, kind of angry, kind of regretful and sad. It's just you, something about a shaman or shamanism in general has really got him thinking hard. Stuff is going on under the surface with him, and he's he's not uh, the kind of he's not the kind of man to open up. But you, you told him something that bothers him a lot. But did uh, what was your your intent? Your what were you looking for from me? He was probing for information. He wanted to get a bigger layout of what's actually happening, and he got most of that within the first like ten seconds. Okay, so you would say you got what you wanted then? Yeah. That means I get the drama token from you. Yay! Now, did we did we change numbers with any of these characters, Manny and Javier and? Numbers? You mean order? Like phone numbers? Yeah, like phone numbers. Uh, I I think as far as like Manny and, and Javier, like they just happen to run into each other because they sort of move in the same circles, at least tangentially. I don't I don't know that he would have Manny's phone number. Like he knows where to find him. Because I, I what I was gonna say is I think Filippo would immediately place a call on his way out to Javier. Uh, I mean, I guess. If you wanted a retcan in it, I guess we could have exchanged numbers at the uh, off-screen at the restaurant. Given his network, he could probably just find the number and Javier would be like, how the fuck you get my number, man? (laughs) That's true, too. (laughs) I'll just, I'll go with that. You you probably know where he lives, but that would be another scene. Yeah. I'm just going to show up at his house. Um, But that would be another scene? Wow. I'll just, fuck it. Maybe we could do that next time. He places a call and he lets him know a single message, and that is that the cartel is coming for Tio. Ah, nice. Mm. Nice. Okay, so uh, y'all have had your scenes, so now it's time for my scene, which I think is the last scene of this episode. And it goes like this. It is after dark, uh, just shortly after dark, that same day, October 2nd. Uh, All of the appointments for the day are done. Uh, He still has not resolved his issue. We see Cisco. Uh, There are a couple of his lieutenants standing guard by the door, and he's 
pushed away a plate of you know fine a fine meal. He doesn't seem to be very hungry. He orders everyone to leave the the building, and uh, he goes into a trunk that he has, opens it up, and inside it's like a little port inside the lid is like a little portable shrine. He sets up a couple candles, he lights them, and he gets down on his knees in front of the shrine. And in the center of it is a picture of a beautiful woman. Uh, there are tears rolling down his face as uh, he tells her he, he loves her. My beautiful Maria, I swear to you and I promise I am growing closer every day. I will take the life of that shaman who let you die. And we fade to black. And that is the end. God damn it. (laughs) There we go, kids. Now, our theme for tonight was revenge. Anybody feel that uh, what, what they did played into that? No, I don't think I did. I, I had toyed with the idea of uh, when he was speaking with Coyote to kind of like roll that into it. Like I need, you know, information so that I can whatever. But it but it didn't play out that way. So I I would say no for me. Anybody else? I don't really feel any strong revenge vibes in any of the scenes that we got. Yeah, I think in there was for Manny. There is the the meta, the setup for revenge now of getting revenge for his brother against the people that turned him this way. But mm-hmm. I'm not entirely sure it played out in an actual scene. There was right, this right. part, but I'm not sure. I there, feel like the seeds were planted. Yeah. Yeah, some seeds were planted for future revenge. Okay, what about dramatic polls? Can anybody convince me that you played into one of your dramatic polls this episode? I think Javier did on his quest for knowledge in both scenes. I would agree with that, and I would give you one poder for that. Sweet. Uh, I think that. Polls. Uh, I think Manny. I I try I I tried to play with the polls in the in the second scene with him talking to his mom about. Uh, whether or not to push for uh, for just forgetting about his brother and, and giving himself the freedom not to think about that versus the family responsibility of taking care of his brother. Yeah, rather than playing to one pole, you played the conflict between them. And mm-hmm. I would say that's that's equal or that's whatever the word is. I also I like I like the spin that you put. So the funny thing that ended up coming out of that, I think, is that he's He's felt he he got the answer that he wanted and both consciously and subconsciously. <laughs> he got he got his conscious thought, his conscious desire was to uh, get the freedom of the, the release of his brother, of not having to worry about taking care of him or where what he's doing or anything like that. But now he has now, if I remember correctly, he is your older brother as well, right? Brother, yeah. Yeah. So it's like it's kind of the the roles are reversed because you're the younger brother, but you're the one who has a complex about taking care of him. And your mother's spirit is basically saying, look, he is his own man just as you are your own man. That's his decision is his yeah. decision. But now I think he he feels the responsibility of – so while he now has the freedom from his brother, he also has the responsibility to uh, to make sure that the people who did this to him pay for what they've done. I'll go ahead and give you a point of put air for that. Uh, Felipe, 
Now, your polls, altruism versus self-interest. Filippo, I'm sorry. So he, he went in with the goal of an altruistic deed to try to figure out how to save the Tio, but at the end, he sort of sold them out. He ended up selling Tio out, which I think, is that playing into self-interest? Yeah. Is that, yeah, he, is that he because, realized. Is that because Cisco can, can be so useful to you? Well, first of all, Cisco is a much greater power structure than some random guy he met. Like, I, I, I feel bad saying it that way. But in his character view, you know, uh, uh, man, uh, Javier and Manny are like just random dudes off the street. Javier Cisco, and Manny are sardines. Cisco's a whale. Yeah, Cisco's an empire, and you don't like you don't deny the king to save like some random peasant. So, in in that medieval analogy. Uh, so he went in like, you know, I'll figure out a way out of this. And when he asked him directly, he was like, I'm not going to lie because that's going to come back <laughs> on me. And, you know, I owe him favors and he owes me favors. So uh, so it was self-interest. Uh, it was self-interest. You're right. Take a point of put here. That was, let's see, we end up, Jesse has one drama token. Uh, Sean has two. And I took three from y'all. Nice. Woo! It's kind of funny that the, the I guess it's it's basically uh, uh, I'm going to use them to have NPCs resist you because like as the GM I don't need drama tokens to make your life harder. <laughs> All I need is to wait until you guys look at me and go, "What's next?" And I go, "Oh well, funny you should ask because things just got a little worse." I'm assuming as GM you can use though you can use the drama tokens uh, for like if we if we make a real can you use it for like if we make a good role but you want the scene to go the other way? Not really. Okay. I mean, first off, I, I don't I don't think I would challenge a die roll. Okay. Um, but even if it was a dramatic scene, I think my first option would be just to challenge that. And and when a challenge comes up, then my first instinct or my first desire is to try to see if we can just sort of smooth it a little so that both people are happy. Mm -hmm. Like, can we work it in if we just change this a little bit? And if the other person goes, yeah, then we can continue. But if not, then, okay, bro, you know what? I'm whipping out a drama token and I'm saying, yes, it did happen. Mm hmm. And if you want to say no, you better spend two. <laughs> nice. So we try to be democratic, and then when it doesn't work, we get capitalistic. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of what we did with with Jesse when he had a, you know, question or thought about the scene that he was laying into, mm. you know, without without spending a drama token or, you know, something like that. Like, hey, well, what if you did it this way instead? Yeah, we're not against each other. We are all writers on the same show. Yeah, yeah. You know, so if another writer comes up with an idea that just sounds fucking perfect, yeah, there's there's nothing wrong with saying that is great. Yes, that that's there. Yeah, which actually worked out a lot better for me. Otherwise, you'd have been naked during the day running around <laughs> the streets. <laughs> uh, so there we go. Um, John, you want to take us out? We can have a post game chat after if you want. Uh yeah, we can do uh, recorded or not recorded. I like to think of it like uh 
like the like the after shows that so many of those big hit shows are having now. Yeah, and only Patreon supporters get to watch the after show. Ooh. I'd have to set up a whole other hangout, so we're not uh, doing that. Okay. <laughs> I'm brainstorming. I'm brainstorming. No, I like where you're going, but it's, it's a lot of work, and it's already late. <laughs> what, what do you want to do? It's just a suggestion. Yeah, no, so so we'll wrap it, and then this can all be uh, post-credit, or I can I can cut it later then if we want to uh, use this other this other bit. But it'll, it'll still be live then if we want to talk about the show. All right. All right, cool. Well, we want to thank everybody for watching. Uh, you can find other boarders at Drive Through RPG. There's a link in the show notes. Uh, we also have coffee for sale if you want to check out our sponsors, Birds of a Feather Coffee. There's a link for that as well. Or you could check out tinyurl.com forward slash legendary brew. It's a medium roast. They're a small batch craft coffee roaster. Uh, the, the Legends is made to order. Uh, if you put in an order, it's roasted within a few days and then shipped right out to your house. Uh, if you use code LEGENDS10, you're going to get 10% off your order. Shipping is always free, and uh, a little bit of the money comes back to the podcast and uh, helps to pay for the bills. Uh, there is theoretically a Patreon that's up there with zero content on it, so on the to-do list. But if you want to throw a dollar or something on there just to support the show, uh, there will eventually be stuff posted there, like maybe the post show from tonight, which is already available on or YouTube. Or maybe but you'll whatever. just help support the show because you love the show. Yeah, yeah. That's what I do. <laughs> I saw you posted something the other day. I was like, all right, cool. Delete email. <laughs> oh, well. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for checking it out. We'll catch you next time. If you're still on, we're still going to be on for a couple minutes or a little bit. So... Thanks for checking it out. Peace. This podcast is a proud member of the Legends of Tabletop broadcast network. For more gaming-related content, please visit www.legendsoftabletop.com.